ready for true happiness, for deep fulfillment, for feeling alive, on purpose, and in control of your life again, it's time to be the bold, brilliant, beautiful woman you were born to be. Welcome to the Purpose Girl Podcast. I'm women's happiness and life purpose expert, Karen Rockhind, and I'm going to teach you how to live on purpose, feel alive, and be happy in every aspect of life. I'm going to get real about my life and interview women who are living on purpose so that you can finally live yours. Welcome to the show. Hello, 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 my purpose girls. So how many of you are just like exhausted doing, 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 right? Like when I go back to a few years ago when I was in corporate and everyone would tell me how successful I am, how I was rocking it out. And inside, I just felt like I was a hamster on a wheel. I felt exhausted. And I definitely didn't feel like I was being myself. And I just kept feeling like, no, there's something else I'm supposed to do in the world. There's something else I'm supposed to do in the world. And a really wise friend sat me down and said, it really starts with being you. It really starts with knowing who you are and being that full self, no matter whether you're in the corporate job or you're pursuing the stream. It was so wise. And I had been on a self-discovery journey and had devoured, right, like obsessed with every book in the self-help aisle. And it was this whole deep dive into being. And that's what I've learned is the first step of purpose. We often start, right? People come to me and they say, I want to know what my purpose is. What am I supposed to do in the world? And some of y'all are shocked when I tell you in our coaching, we're not even going to start talking about what you're going to do for a job until like eight weeks in, until like, you know, we are several steps down the way because the first step is really getting clear on who you are now really going deep into yourself and being you. And then the doing will come. Well, my guest today is the rock star, the expert in being. Jessica Zweig is an award-winning entrepreneur. She's one of the nation's most preeminent personal branding experts. As the founder and CEO of Simply Be, an agency, her visionary work defines and enhances personal brand She has gained many notable accolades, including being named one of Crane Chicago's 2020 Most Notable Entrepreneurs, one of Inc.'s Top Digital Marketers to Watch in 2017, a personal branding expert by Forbes, one of Chicago Tribune's Top 10 Entrepreneurs to Follow. I mean, this woman is on fire. She's the host of the Simply Be podcast, one of the top 20 marketing podcasts on iTunes. Guests of the show include New York Times bestselling author Candace Bushnell, Hello, Sex in the City, Global Peace Ambassador Prem Rawat, and designer Rebecca Minkoff, just to name a few. Her new highly anticipated book, Be a No Bullshit Guide to Increasing Your Self-Worth and Your Net Worth by Simply Being Yourself, is releasing soon with Sounds True Publishing. And we are going to talk all things being, and I cannot wait. Now, before we get to Jessica, I want to make sure that you heard my super special announcement this week. On March 8th, I am throwing you the world's biggest, most epic, most amazing, most powerful Women's Day event. It's going down all day, March 8th. You can join some, you can join all. 
but I have dance classes for you, meditation, journaling, world's top speakers, like New York Times bestselling authors. It is going to be amazing and it's all free. It's called the Women's Day event. It's my gift to you, an entirely free day of inspiration, motivation, empowerment, because after the crazy year that we've all had, that's what you deserve. So make sure that you register now, thewomensdayevent.com. Oh, I cannot wait. Okay, now let's get to Jessica. Jessica, welcome to the Purpose Girl Podcast. Oh my gosh, Karen, thank you for having me. I'm just listening to you speak and it's like the gospel speaking through you and I moved to tears and you're so spot on, so spot on. And I'm so excited to have this conversation. So am I because we live in a world of doing. We do. And we think that we're defined by all the things that we do. And I have so gone down that rabbit hole. Absolutely. We all have. Yeah. And here you are and you're like, oh, no, 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 no. (laughs) We got to dial it back. And it's all about being and showing up as being ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. So let's even kind of start from the beginning because I've been binge watching slightly, no, a lot fangirling (laughs) all of your videos and all the things and like, you know, I might ask to move into your house soon because- I love your vibes. You're welcome to join. (laughs) Yay! Yes. I come with a six-month-old, just so you know. That's okay. love babies. (laughs) Yay. And I was watching one of your videos where you talked about how you set up your life thinking, if I just marry the right guy and he's got the right amount of money and I just live my life in this certain way, then all will be good. And that's not what happened on this journey. Yeah. Tell us. You know, I I think that uh, in many ways we are, what we are here to teach is the exact lessons that we are here to learn ourselves. And that's how we're able to authentically share that wisdom because we've been through it. And I really was hearing you in my soul when you were talking about the hamster wheel and the the accolades of working in corporate and everyone thinking you're successful and you know, there was a large part of my life where I, I was in my doingness. I was in my ego. I was in my inauthenticity. I was in scarcity. And yet the whole world around me f- considered me to be crushing it. <laughs> and, um, right. And you're like, mm, no, if only they knew, like they can't see inside you, but inside you knew the truth. Yes. And it was when I started to speak the truth and share the truth and own my truth that everything in my life shifted. Mm. You know, I've been, I've been around the block. I look a lot younger. I like to say than I am. At least I tell myself that. I'm, yeah, girlfriend. <laughs> brag about it. I'm 46 and just had a baby. So you brag like, away. Damn, girl. Holy crap. Goals. <laughs> oh my God. I'm a, I'm 39. And I, you know, started my first business when I was 26. And, mm. you know, I ran a very popular online digital magazine in the city of Chicago for seven years. And you mentioned sex in the city and like people would kind of compare me to like the Chicago version of Carrie Bradshaw. Like I was out on the town, super socialite, overly partying, huge desire to be seen, right? Huge hunger and yearning to be, to be cool. Cause I wasn't yeah. in high school. And all of a sudden in my late twenties, I started this business and everyone thought I was cool. And I thought I was cool. Right. Everyone wanted you then. Yes. And that was such a redemption and validation, but it was empty in a sense, right? And I was also my first business and I didn't know what the heck I was doing and made a ton of mistakes and 
poor, poor money management, didn't know how to lead. I had a business partner, didn't know how to be a a good business partner. It it really kind of turned to be a very toxic, um, you know, thing. And I was, I was running it. Meanwhile, I was dating my now husband who was, you know, at this, the time a really wealthy trader. And I thought I, you know, loved him, like did not marry him for his money. But when I, when I met him, I had actually only exclusively dated like broke artists. Like if you were a musician or an actor or a chef and you had no money, like I loved you. <laughs> and, then, and then all of a sudden in walked yes. this like financially stable guy. And I was like, Oh, this is different. Hmm. So I, I really kind of had to undo my subconscious beliefs that a man was going to rescue me just to be honest. Well, I think we all do. Yes. Right. I mean, we grew up, you're younger than me, but we'll just say in our generation, right? I mean, cause we are, we grew up with the Cinderella. We grew up with the Sleeping Beauty. Like we grew up that our man was going to come on his white horse. Yep. And save us. Yeah. Yeah. And um, in certain ways, my husband, you know, like helped me. And because when we met, I was this very successful from the outside entrepreneur, but internally in the truth of I was, I was broke. I was mm. suffering from tons of anxiety and depression. I was getting physically sick. I was like, had a ragefully toxic relationship with my business partner and I had, you know, no money and my husband did. And so he did help me, but he sort of set the stage, like, this isn't really how it's going to go. This isn't Mm. like, we're going to be partners. We're going to be equals. And I just didn't have, you know, my, my shit together. And again, everyone to your point, like what you were sharing about your corporate hamster wheel years, like you didn't feel like you were really being true to yourself in all of that. Right. I think we all come across those awakenings, those moments where you're like, "Mm, something's a lot out of alignment. Right. Right. It's like you've, I hear this all the time from all of you out there. And I experienced this myself. I'm doing everything that they told me to do. Yeah. Shouldn't I be happy? I can't tell you how many conversations just start with me that way. Like, shouldn't I be happy or why am I just not grateful for what I have? And because it's not about what you have or what you're doing. It's about this inner fulfillment. Amen. Amen. And I think that we have to go through our own journey of the soul, long, dark night to get there, you know, but that's really what life's about. We're here to evolve. It's this is school earth It's you know, earth school and, it's the truth. And my moment of awakening truly, when I realized like, oh, I've got this great business, even though it wasn't that great. Everyone knows my name. I have, you know, I have this platform. I have this boyfriend, like, you know, and I wasn't happy. Mm. That really began the precipice of me leaving that business. Um, which if anyone's listening, who's an entrepreneur, your business isn't separate from you. It's, it is you. So saying, I don't want to do the business that I created anymore. It's like cutting off your own arm. Right. Right. It's literally giving away a baby. Baby. Exactly. It's how it felt. It really mm-hmm. did. Mm-hmm. And so that decision didn't happen overnight. It took me about a year to really get the, you know, the clarity, the the plan, the balls to, to do it. Um, the I ovaries, left. as we yeah. like to yeah. say. Oh, yeah. Those, those round <laughs> things instead. <laughs> that are actually life-producing <laughs> yeah, as absolutely. well. And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the sacred technology of the divine feminine. Oh, yeah, that too. Um, so we, uh, I, I left Cheeky and, and decided to go off on my own. My magazine was called Cheeky. And uh, hmm. I, 
I started Simply Be, you know, at a time in many ways where I didn't have a plan. I didn't really have a product. I didn't have a strategy. I just knew I wanted to help people and I wanted to do something that felt more authentic. Mm. And I realized that if I was going to help people in an authentic way, then I needed to really look at my own co-creation of the mess that I had created financially, spiritually, relationally, and take accountability and responsibility for my side in it it all. Because we are co-creators of our life. And as soon as I switched out of the victim mindset, because have you ever heard of the drama triangle? Of course. It's like my favorite thing in the whole world. Everyone, we're about to blow your mind. Continue. A hundred percent. When I heard this, (laughs) it blew my mind, changed my life. Yes. So the drama triangle is three parts, like a triangle, three archetypes, basically. And I heard the comparison and metaphor to Cinderella. Okay. So this can maybe help people visualize it. So there's the victim, there's the persecutor, and there's the martyr. Cinderella is the victim. The evil stepmother is the persecutor and the fairy godmother is the martyr. And in drama, in every sort of hard situation, many of us default to one or all of them at some stage. Victim is this is happening to me. The persecutor is blaming everyone else. The martyr is like, I'll sacrifice myself so everyone else is happy. I'll save you. I'll make it better. Yep, exactly. And for me, my default was victim. I think that's a lot of people. And we just look at the world around us and are like, this is all happening to me. And I hate my boss and I'm mad at the weather and the city I live in sucks. And my flight's delayed and I hate American <laughs> Airlines. And, you know, my, my, my husband is the reason why I'm not, you know, doesn't, doesn't want me to leave this job. And so I'm blaming him. Like it's everything else. Yes. Yes. Totally. 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 Everyone else's fault. And there's not enough chocolate chips in my ice cream and all of the things. Yeah. All, you can, you, when you live in that vantage point, like, like it does suck. Yeah, it sucks. And yet at the same time, it's a very like oddly comfortable place to be. Yeah. There's some part of us, we think that we hate it, but there's some part of us that actually kind of likes it. Yeah. Like it's fuel or something. Mm-hmm. It's like comfortable and, and, and affirming or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Totally. And so the moment that I looked at the drama triangle and, and this is this, to me, this is how I learned it was. When you claim responsibility, when you take radical accountability for your co-creation in your life, and that includes the good and the bad, the drama triangle dissolves. Mm. You, are, mm. you become empowered. Mm. This is so good. Okay. Radical self-responsibility. Yes. Now, this doesn't mean self-loathing, self-blaming, and self-hatred. We all do enough of that. Yes, absolutely. That's blaming yourself for the past. Radical self-responsibility is, and what am I going to do in the next moment? This is beautiful. It dissolves. The way I actually learned it is that you can flip it. You can flip it so that if the triangle is facing down and victims at the bottom, you flip the triangle up into something called the empowerment dynamic, which is instead of being victim, you become the creator. Instead of the persecutor, right, whoever is holding you down, your partner, your boss, the ice cream manufacturer, whatever it might be, right, instead of the persecutor, that becomes the challenger, challenging you to be your best. And the martyr, if you want support, can become your coach and asking you questions in the right way. 
You just blew my mind. Like, I didn't know the flip. <laughs> the flip is really part. good. And you know what? I want to give credit to the right person. So I need to look up who came up with it. Hang on. So the flip is a theory by David Emerald. And I learned it through positive psychology. And either way, whether it dissolves or it flips, the key here is to recognize where you are in that first triangle. Yes. And then to no longer allow that instead to take this radical self-responsibility that Jessica's talking about. Yeah. And I, I loved what you said about, you know, not like letting our past define us and dropping the self-loathing and the self-criticism. We, you're absolutely right. We do enough of that. What is also really powerful about the dissolution, you know, once you decide to take that radical responsibility is to, to really understand and unpack Yes, your, your role in it, like to take that responsibility, but what you learned from it, how you can apply it to your higher self. Sometimes that needs a bit of self-forgiveness, in fact, and self-love and self-compassion, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. As part of that activation of empowerment. We can't bypass that. It's actually a really important step. And then owning, okay, yeah, I didn't maybe show up in this situation if we're taking radical responsibility for a mess that we used to point fingers at. And, you know, there's that expression, you point a finger at someone and you have three pointing back at you. Try it. It's, it, it. That's the truth. It's so true. And then looking at, you know, okay, this situation changed me. Mm-hmm. This isn't about that. That isn't about how this person showed. It has nothing to do with them. It's about you. Yes. And that there's a gift in that, right? Like, One of the things that my listeners, you all probably are sick of me saying, but I'm going to probably say it every episode, is that every moment of your life has been for purpose. And when you can see it that way, even the shittiest shit of shit is fertilizer, right? When you can see that it is something that taught you, that supported you, that even if it gave you just new courage to be able to say no more of this, that's huge. Then it is fertilizer in your life. Oh my gosh, I love this. You know, I just had a situation happen recently that I wasn't expecting. It was a curveball. It was um, someone, someone from my company left. And um, I have done this work for a while, right? I've been on the path of empowerment and accountability for a while. And um, in the moment, it was shocking and I could feel my nervous system sort of, you know, go sideways and and yet I heard my, my higher self, I heard a voice in my mind that came through that I either intentionally pulled forward or, or came to me, I don't really know. And it said, this is happening for you, mm. not to you. Mm-hmm. And so my advice to your listeners, because this is something I'm practicing myself, is, is really hear those words in a moment, even if you don't really believe them, fake it till you make it. Yes. Practice that mantra. This is happening for me, happening for me, for my highest good, for my highest evolution, for the next step that I can't even see. This is happening for all of that. It's not happening to me. To me is victim mentality. And I promise you, it'll, it'll shift you. I mean, we often need time to work with coaches and process and grow and evolve. It's not, definitely never an overnight thing, but just finding those those words and those moments where you can really walk yourself through with love and compassion and empowerment. It's been transformational for me, at least. For me too. For me too, because it's, it's hard to see the most challenging things. Like, you know, I've, I've had several miscarriages and it's like, well, how could this be happening for me? 
Right. And now I have my sweet baby boy. Yeah. And if I hadn't had the miscarriages, I wouldn't have had the sweet boy. Right. And so we, we don't know why. Not to mention there are a million different, strangely, I'll use the word gifts that came with those miscarriages. You know, one of them is I launched a whole movement because of it and feeling the connectedness with women's depression that so many feel and I felt and I feel sometimes and all the things. Right. So it's like it is happening for us, even if we can't see it in that moment. Yes. And I'm going to say to what's your what's your little boy's name? Shay. Shay. So I know we just met, but um, Shay's the soul was meant to be your baby. That he he was waiting. I agree. Okay, this is so off topic, but I already feel like we're best friends. So Shay, so Shay's a boy. Yeah. And I never wanted a boy. Uh-huh. I was all about girls, purpose girl. I'm in women's empowerment, blah, blah, blah. And it was inconceivable to me that I would have a boy. And I swear he was waiting until I was like, okay, wow. I, I want you. I want your soul no matter what. And it was in healing from the second miscarriage when I really was in a different place. And we started IVF and we had one embryo and he was a boy. And I was like internalizing this. And I said, okay, yes, I know that the right soul will find me. We walked down the steps of my house onto the sidewalk, and there was a tiny little blue car. And I, wow. I knew my boy was coming to me. Ah! <laughs> That's so amazing. Yeah. So thank you for letting me share that. I know that this is about you and your book. No, no, I, no. I, just, <laughs> I love this stuff. This is so great. I'm obsessed with this conversation. And you know what? It actually is on topic because what you're talking about is um, what I call surrender and trust. Mm. And there, that is the beingness of our lives. Yeah. You are doing, 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 trying to make this, this baby, right? And all the things that went along with that. And I was doing, 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 trying for it to be a girl. Which is even, even more layered and, and fascinating. Right. Because I was, I was like working so hard on it needing to be a certain way instead of the surrender and the allowing for me to be who I really am meant to be, which is exactly his mama. I don't even look at girl clothes in the stores anymore. <laughs> Only boy clothes. Like, this is who I am so meant to be. Oh, my God. It's amazing. And I love it. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't even remember where we were. I no, love No, I mean, I just, <laughs> I want to bring it back because it's like such a powerful message, whether you're wanting to make a baby or launch a business or leave a job or start a new life in a new city, like to, to not push it and to really follow your intuition. And I think it's such a, a sidebar to, to like my book and the things that I'm, I'm trying to teach people in the world. Like, yes, it's about building your brand and building your platform, but it has to come from this place of allowance, of alignment, of acceptance to really trust that who you are being in this world is enough. And you don't have to, to prove, you don't have to push, you don't have to try so damn hard that your existence, like if you look up the word be in the dictionary, it's um, as a verb, existence, as a noun, your essence. Mm. And when I read that, Karen, I was like, I just took a deep breath. And I was like, I breathe and I matter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I am born. I was born and therefore I am important. I don't have to, tr- I don't have to do anything you about try that. try so hard, yeah. right? Yeah. And 
especially as we start getting into the conversation about personal brand, which is your expertise. So often, I think we, and I know I do this, I've done it, do think I have to put on some sort of like special coat, (laughs) figuratively and maybe even literally, right? Like I've got to put on some sort of air or I've got to try really hard. I've got to prove that I am a certain way. And the same as what you just said when you just gave us the definition and the word essence, my whole soul melted like, oh yeah, right. My essence is enough. My presence is enough. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. It's so beautiful. And and it's so true and you can feel it. Anyone out there, just try to say those words. My essence is enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yet just, there might be people listening to this who are like, Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. But like, how do I build my personal brand? And so how do we really like reconcile this? Absolutely. I love this so much. And this is what I really am so excited to teach in in my book and, and in my industry. I think a lot of people have a perception of personal branding that is, in my view, incorrect. It's not about pontificating a two-dimensional or a you know story that you you want people to think about you so you can drive Instagram followers. It's, it's actually nothing to, to do with that. Knowing your personal brand is, is simply knowing your value mm. and what makes you you. And then putting words to that if you want to and maybe some visual brand graphics around that and some content around it if you really want to continue to go deep. But it starts with understanding that who you are has such intrinsic inherent value and that the world needs your voice. It's not your opportunity, like a choice. I'm going to do this. It's actually a responsibility. We all have the power to change the world because you change the world one human being at a time. And we all touch people. Preach, sister. Okay. (laughs) Preach, 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 preach. It is not your opportunity. I want to put a picture frame around that. Okay. And just hang it on the wall. It is not your opportunity. It is your responsibility. I say that all the time. This is why I need you in my back pocket. This is really, really powerful, right? It's like, there. <laughs> so I'm moving in and I'm in her back pocket. This is with, so your, with your baby Shay. Can't with wait. baby Shay. <laughs> and if you've ever seen baby Shay, like I can't remember if we're friends yet on social media, but we will be in five seconds. A thousand percent. You're going to want to see Shay all the time. I bet. I know I'm his mom, but he's really cute. <laughs> so this responsibility, right? You have a voice. People need you. The world needs you. There's some special way. You know I'm all about purpose, Jessica. There's some special way that that the world needs exactly who you are. Yep. And I this is why I was so excited to come on your show because there and connect with you because our work is so aligned. You know what you do mm-hmm. and the expression of it is different, but we're the we're we're working towards the same end goal here, right? Yeah. To really awaken people and to remind people they are enough to get them on the the, the the track that is their is their purpose to really live it. And I'm here to help them bring it to life and shine it and get seen and and known, you know, to some degree of, of whatever their comfort level is. And some people want to be hyper known and some people just want to keep it super niche. And that's all great. It's all a choice. But in order for you to change the world with that purpose and that responsibility that you have to do so. People have to know what you're about. Yeah. You know, you have to be able to clearly communicate it and be consistent and be tactical and at the same time, deeply genuine and sincere. And so this idea of essence, back to the question, because I really love this, is like really understanding what makes you you. So 
I'm going to make the assumption that someone would want to build their own brand to help drive their business, right? To help like grow their career. Yeah. And those of you out there, some of you are entrepreneurs, you want to be entrepreneurs or you're not. And your personal brand is within the PTA community and you really showing up that way. Your personal brand is within your company and you getting the job and asking for the raise that frankly you deserve. All of the above. It's so, we're so aligned. And like, I talk about all this in my book, like you don't need to be, you don't have to have a single social media presence and you still have a personal brand because you Mm -hmm. interface with people and we all have dreams, period. Yes, period. So my formula, my methodology, in fact, I've created some trademarked approaches to branding people because people are complex, right? We have 80,000 thoughts per day. We are very emotional, like, right? We're, we're humans. We're completely messy, to be frank. Um, and at the same time, branding, if you just look at branding as a space, it's all about clarity, Mm-hmm. right? It's about being crystal clear. It's about making sure that someone who's never heard of you understands exactly what you are about in less than 30 seconds, right? And so we're doing personal branding. And so how do we combine the essence and complexity of a person into a package and positioning that is needed in a brand? Mm-hmm. And so what I've done is I've created a, a formula around how we do that, where we, for lack of a better word, truly look at all the areas of your life and compartmentalize them into brand pillars. We get super crystal clear with what's priority. What are the four things that you actually are really going to own? And what are the things that showcase your expertise? Why someone would, you know, nominate you to be head of the PTA or why someone would give you that raise or why a client would hire you. Like you have to absolutely put that into the message of why you are the person to do the thing you want to do. But you also have to include who you are, your humanity, your vulnerability, your emotions as well. Yeah. And you combine those together into what, yeah, it's called the personal brand hologram. It's a framework. I wrote about it in my book. That is one of the most teachable, exciting tools I've ever built. It's so fascinating to me actually to watch people go through it because it just works. It like people click and get it. I, I believe it. I'm sitting here and going, do me, do me, do me. <laughs> what are you talking about you? I'd love to. I'd love to. And it was just, it's so powerful. And I want yeah. to really de- democratize it because in, you know, I have this agency and I've been working with, you know, top executives and entrepreneurs for years and years. And I wrote this book to really open it up. And I feel like a lot of people in marketing in particular, like give away just enough. And then they're like, pay me for the rest of it. Right. Right. And I took the opposite approach with this book. I gave it away. All of it. Mm, I don't want, I don't want you. you to have to pay me thousands of dollars to do it for you. I want you to be empowered to know how to do this work yourself, understanding this space and marketing and digital and messaging and content and, you know, platform development shouldn't be a secret. People should know how to do this stuff. Right, right. I This is incredible. I love that you are giving it away because we know when you give it away, it's going to come back to you tenfold in some other, like whether it's exactly the one-to-one, it'll, it comes back tenfold. The, I just realized the one-to-one to tenfold did not make any sense. I'm telling you, Jessica, since having a baby. Oh, I bet. And I understood you. <laughs> I'm sure your audience did too. It's all good. I'm with you. My I'm brain right you. is having, what's hilarious. You and I both are speakers. We speak at big companies. I do this podcast. You do a podcast. And what's hilarious is having a baby. My brain is 
like taken away the very thing that I, I do. Anyhow, seriously, what were we talking about? <laughs> we were talking about, you know, it's so funny. I don't think we should cut that out. That's authentic as fuck. And I, um, I feel that way every month on my period oh, and I don't okay. even have babies. So I relate like wholeheartedly. Like I lose my mind for a good, like three days a month, every month. So true. So Ooh, and I'm just, the good news is that you have a six month old baby and you would have that gift of losing your train of thought in a podcast. That's just like, so fucking awesome. Uh, and it is authentically me, you know, I, and this is important. This is what I was going to get at. Exactly. Thank you. We got back there that I remember when I was in corporate and I went to a branding seminar and it was very much like, who do you want them to see? Right. And how are you going to show up at the table and how are you right? And it was like, oh, you should see Jessica's face right now. She looks like she's going to barf. It, you know, it really is. And it, a lot of it was like, basically be a man. You know, like as a woman, show up in these certain ways and dress in your pantsuit. And like, listen, if pantsuits are your gig, awesome. But like, if they're not, awesome too. And so what I love about what you're saying is that the authentic piece is so important. Yes. The emotion of who you are is so important. Yes. And the story, I know you're really big into story, the story of who you are. You know, I love that we're going here. The The first chapter of my book is called Embrace Your Shit. And that's the first chapter of a personal branding book. And (laughs) honestly, if I'm going to leave any sort of legacy, like if I, you know, pass on and they're like, this is what they'd say about me. I mean, there's a few things I'd like them to say about me, in fact, but I really want to remind people, especially in business, that we're all just people. Mm. Every single person is a human. It doesn't matter if you're the CEO or you're the janitor that sweeps the floors at the end of the day. We are all human beings who suffer, who experience joy, who fail, who triumph, who have fears, who have dreams, all of us. And when we are willing to bring that to the table, when we are willing to architect a message from that place of our own humanity, Mm. that is how we become absolutely magnetic. And here's why. I mean, I think it's quite simple because we're all human. We all can see and relate to the experience of being human, which is an oftentimes arduous and challenging and painful. And so you don't have to make your brand about your shit. You, you know, that this, the internet is by the way, not a place for like cathartic, you know, processing like that. That's not (laughs) a good look in fact, but really understanding that the more, vulnerable and human you are, the more impactful you will become because people will relate to you. Mm-hmm. People will be less intimidated by you. People will see themselves in you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's how you enforce and impact real change. And that's business where it's run by people, not websites and products. Right. right. And if we think about it, every great movie always had someone kind of falling apart in it, right? Every great TED talk. Yes. Every great TED talk has that someone was okay, they had some awakening, they fell into the shit, and then what happened? And we love them because, as you're saying, it makes so much sense to me, we can relate. And yet I'll tell you, Jessica, it's hard. Yeah. Right? So when I first started, okay, I left corporate, I went to get my master's degree in positive psychology. At 36, I like started my life over again. Wow. And then I went to become a speaker. And a friend of mine was helping me and she said, so what's different about you? 
And I said, I have my master's degree from an Ivy League university in positive psychology. She said, no, what's different about you? I said, I told you, I have my master's degree from an Ivy League university in positive psychology. There's only 250 of us in the world with this degree. And she said, no, what is different about you? And like, I I started screaming at her. (laughs) Did you not hear me? (laughs) And she asked me probably 10 times until I broke down crying. And she said to me, Karen, that's what's different about you. And she said to me, it is everything you've been through. It's that to get this degree, you were robbed at gunpoint. That's how you got here. It's this, it's that, it's the divorce that you had. It's the bravery that you have. And I said, well, I can't share all that. And she said to me, you must share all that. Now it's scary, right, Jessica? I mean, it's scary. Anyone listening out there like, I can't share all that. Right. Right. So how, how do you help people kind of move through? Such a good question. I'm just like, so glad we went there. I, we're the same person. Yay! <laughs> I mean, like separate <laughs> stories, parallel tracks. Yes. And, uh, you know, I'll tell you how people move through that. You know, back to Cheeky, I was running this very popular magazine and for seven years and everyone, I was like an it girl and everyone knew me as this thing. And, and when I left to start Simply Be, I, I made the choice. I was like, I need to come clean about where I've really been. And I was $75,000 in debt. I was 33 years old at the time. I had to ask my parents who've never lent me money to help me pay my AT&T phone bill at 33 years old because they were going to shut it off. Wow. And the the shame and the self-loathing and just the the way I had been showing up with like so much victimhood and drama, like I, I really had to, to own it. And as soon as I started to share it, and it wasn't like I sent out an email blast, like, here's my credit score. Like, <laughs> Guess what, everyone? I've been kind of putting on a fake face. Not at all. <laughs> right. It was baby steps. It was incremental conversations. You know, I would, you know, be sitting on a panel and like just open up in front of a room of like 30 or 40 people and then get like three or four or five, 10 people, whatever, would come up to me after that panel and be like, I cannot believe that you shared that. I cannot tell you how much that meant to me. I've been through that too. The fact that you have makes me feel less alone. I'm so grateful I came tonight. I wasn't going to come and I now know why I was here. Like that kind of stuff starts to happen. Yes, exactly. When you like step by step, one foot in front of the other, share your truth to the point where the reinforcement compounds and it and it gives you the the self-confidence and the trust. Oh my God, people really do want to hear this from me and people need this message and I'm not alone and neither are they. And this is healing to share for so many reasons. And so that's my advice to people who are, you know, considering moving forward and through that, that the fear of being authentic and sharing these parts of themselves, try it. Take baby steps, mm. put yourself in micro environments and see what you get back. And I guarantee no one's going to shame you. It's not going to be embarrassing. It's going to be illuminating. Yes. It's actually exactly what I have found too, Jessica. I mean, even to the point where someone just sent me a text message, previous client who was thanking me for our work and reminiscing a bit and said, when she saw me be so real about what I was experiencing about a year and a half ago with the infertility. And at the time I was in debt. I mean, 
my sweet baby boy cost us $40,000, you know, (laughs) all of that. Right. She said it, it let me know that if, if my coach can be like that, then I can be like that too. Right. So (sighs) it's like, yeah. And that's where the juice is. And I hear it now all the time, right? It doesn't mean it's not still scary to share stuff. And it's knowing that it's okay. This story is actually, someone's going to hear it. It's going to make a difference for them and it's cathartic and it's going to be my purpose. Exactly. And, and that's how we change the world, girl. Yes. We do, the, we do it one person at a time and it starts with us simply being us. Yes. Yes. Okay. I want to get back to Jessica in just a minute, but remember this episode is being brought to you by the Women's Day event. It is the world's largest Women's Day event that is going to have more than 20 speakers, world-class, best-selling authors, coaches, facilitators, dance classes, meditation, yoga, empowerment movement, you name it. It's happening all day long, 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. Eastern. You can join one session. You can join all the sessions. And I know you might want the recordings for all of it because you can't be there. The only way to have the opportunity to get access to the recordings is to register. And registration is totally free. Again, you can attend all day long, get inspiration, motivation to choose to be empowered now, choose to rise up as the goddess on purpose that you are now, totally free. Go to thewomensdayevent.com, thewomensdayevent.com, and tell all of your female friends, colleagues, coworkers, sisters, daughters, you all do not want to miss this. It's going to be once in a lifetime epic extravaganza. Ah! Thewomensdayevent.com. Okay, back to Jessica. You know, it's interesting when people come to me about purpose, the framework for purpose, the first step is be. The second step is do. The third step is impact, right? So the being is where it's at. And in the book, one of the things that you do and in your work, you do help people be visible, Mm -hmm. right? So a lot of people who are listening to this are like, okay, I want to live my purpose, but like, oh, how do I get seen on social media? And like, oh, I hate social media and like all that. And I know that you have a whole like roadmap for content. I do. Yeah. So what, what do people do? So before we even get into the roadmap in the book, which is the bulk of the book and is going to take you from A to Z on how to build your platform. I'll talk about that in one second. It's a permission slip first. Because to your point, Karen, like people are like, oh, gross, or I don't want to be that person, or who am I? Why would anyone care? And you have to get over that. You have to make the mm. decision. Like the first quote in my book is, do not be surprised how fast the universe will respond once you have decided. Mm. And that moment of choice of really saying, okay, I'm going to do this thing and the the net is going to catch me wherever I leap. The universe responds to that full body. Yes. And you will just inevitably expand and how it comes to life on Instagram, LinkedIn, your blog is all like second, third, fourth, five steps beyond it. But it's the choice that you are worthy of being seen, of being successful, of being joyful, of being abundant right? And the book is called Self-Worth to Net Worth. And for the record, net worth is somewhat of a misnomer. I don't talk that much about money in the book. 
net worth is, is whatever you choose for it to be. It could be dollars in the bank. It could be sense of freedom. Mm. It's, it's really whatever makes you feel your highest self at the end mm-hmm. of the day and abundant. Mm-hmm. So that's where the book starts to really remind people like this is an inside job first. Yeah. And it's a decision. And it's a decision. It's your decision. The I choose, actually, a necklace I wear every day says I choose. Really, you and I are the same person. Yeah, I know. And <laughs> that is where it starts. Yeah, totally. And you, I get it. I get if you're afraid to make the choice. And that's why you'd hire there's Karen. There's a million things. Right. <laughs> you hire me. And then once we like really get clear on your purpose, then you're going to hire Simply Be. Right? Then you're yes. going to hire Jessica. You're totally. going to read her book. You're going to write all that, all that. So this is the first step. You might think your first step is start my Instagram account. No, 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 no. <laughs> first step, choosing. Exactly. So if that's the first step. Second step is understanding your message. You know, once you've done the inside job work of understanding like, this is me and this is who I am unapologetically, you know, take it or leave it to some degree. You, you do have to know that you're not going to, the more authentic you are, the more you step forward unapologetically into your truth, two things happen. You're going to polarize some people. Mm. Not everyone's going to like it. Not everyone's going to be about it. Not everyone's going to agree or even get it. That's okay. Mm. The second thing that happens is you magnetize the people who do get it. You magnetize them more and more, the more and more authentic you become. And so what I help you do in the book is the first step is building that message, understanding what a brand story actually entails and how to build yours. The second step is content. So how do we actually take this brand story and micro it out into titles, into topics, into themes, into ideas that can be applied to say an Instagram caption or a blog or a podcast or a series or a course, right? This is all about clarity and consistency. So the brand message comes to life in these tangible ways. And I teach you exactly how to create those. Um, the third step is understanding, okay, how to build a platform strategy. People hear the word strategy and they're like, I don't even get what that means in the world of marketing. And I'm, this is not my space and I don't get it. And I actually think that the more complex a strategy is, the less effective it is. It's all about simplicity and really looking at your platform in a, in a couple of key tactics, have them ladder up and talk to each other and rinse and repeat. And that's how you grow a platform. Mm. The fourth step is I talk about PR. I talk about how to pitch yourself to get on a podcast, to get seen in Forbes, to, to get a guest feature on a blog, whatever is in alignment with your business goals. But so many people are afraid of like, pitching themselves because they're going to, they're afraid of the no, right. you're going to get a no. Rejection. You're going to get a lot of rejection. It just brings us back to high school. Right? It does. And we all be- totally talk about trauma, high school. Anyway. Right. <laughs> <laughs> really. So just knowing you're going to get rejected. You're going to hear a no. But get yourself in the game. And then yeah. guess what? One podcast interview could lead to four new clients. You know, one Forbes feature could open up doors that you didn't know existed. Like, this is the power of that that piece of your platform. And then to be honest with you, Karen, the very last piece is social media. I, I get to social media last. I think that social media is amazing and necessary. And yes, it's got its shadow side. But at the end of the day, I, I just simply consider it a conduit to reach more people. Mm-hmm. It's not where your brand lives or dies. If you post memes on Instagram all day, that is not a thought leader. 
Like you are not an expert in anything. Like (laughs) use your Instagram to cultivate and nurture a community. Forget the numbers. Who cares how many followers you have? It's that's vanity. It's literally, that's called vanity metrics. What's important are the human beings that you follow that are dialed into your work. And how do you show up, you know, every day or a couple times a week and deliver value to them. Mm. And the way that you unpack that and understand that is the message, the strategy, the why, the content topics. So it all connects. And so the book is really a tactical roadmap that takes you on this journey and this arc from A to Z to, to build your platform. And it's super detailed. And it's, again, like I'm giving away the keys to the kingdom in this book. Like I held nothing back. I wanted people to know how to do this. And um, yeah, I just think that that first step is most important and then the rest will flow. Falls into place. Yeah. I could seriously talk to you for hours. So we will have to just continue the conversation. I would love that. Um, in a million ways afterwards. I mean, I am moving in after all. So <laughs> <Yes>. we'll, <laughs> like, we'll bring have, the baby. Right. We'll have lots of like coffee talks and, and things like that. So I could talk to you forever. And one quick question, because I and then I want to get to our purpose power play round. And it's probably not quick. One of the things that happens to me, Jessica, is I go to write a caption. And a part of me freezes. And I think it is that old part from high school. Like the, will they like it? And I know it doesn't matter. And whenever I like try to make something that they like, no one ever likes it, right? Um, that's what I hear a lot from people too, is like that fear. And it's like this old bit from high school. I said it was a quick question. It's not quick at all. Um, but if you had one, one line of advice to get over that, what would it be? Just hearken back to a, a, a quote that I love that I often say that's a little cheeky. Um, your vibe will attract your tribe. And the more that you vibrate at your unique frequency, because we're all just energy, that's science, mm-hmm. the more you're going to find your tribe. And let that be what you focus on and let that be what matters to you. And if you put yourself out there and someone criticizes it, like feel it, it hurts, process it, use it as fuel and get back to your job, which is being you and being in service. That is your job. Okay, everybody, your job is to be you and be in service. That's it. Okay, since I know that we both um, need to quickly wrap up, I always do a purpose power play round, which is I'm gonna ask you a couple random questions, okay? Okay. Okay, first question, what do you wanna be as a little girl? A veterinarian. (sighs) Love do animals. animals now? I have two dogs. I also wanted to be a marine biologist and swim with the dolphins, but animals. And I'm sure you already do swim with dolphins. Uh, I have, but and I mean. of course you have, <laughs> of course. And you have your animals. It's perfect. It's perfect. Okay. Second question. In 10 years, what's one thing we're going to see from Jessica's wag? I want to build a house in Costa Rica and host <gasps> um, divine feminine leadership masterminds and teach women how to be more and do less. Okay. Okay. I have chills. We're the same person. We've said that a hundred times. We have so much to discuss. I don't even know if you know that I lead retreats all over the world or I did pre-COVID yeah. and baby. Okay, so fun. Okay, last question. What's one thing you want every woman to know? Speaking of divine feminine, your power and honestly the medicine for the world lies within you because you are a woman and you're deeply feeling intuitive, empathetic, nourishing, nurturing heart. And that belongs in business, that belongs on the internet, that belongs in every relationship, that belongs in front of young people, 
you, by virtue of the fact that you are a woman, you have a superpower that can change the world. Ah, preach, preach, preach. Yes, yes, yes. So Everything true. she said. Everything <laughs> she said. Because you're a woman, you have the superpower that will change the world. Period. The end. That's it. You're Jessica, you're amazing. I love you. I love, I love you, too. you. This was oh my God. This was amazing. We, this was a highlight of my We week. didn't even know each other right before this. This is so fun. But now we this do. So, we do. Okay. Yay. And now we're roomies. You want everybody, everybody out there. I know you want to have more Jessica because I know I do. So we all must. Okay. So let's all go get her book. Be a no bullshit guide to increasing your self worth and your net worth. Everyone, 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 let's go get that book. Let's do book club together about it. It's going to be so, so, so good. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Jessica, for being on the Purpose Girl podcast. I've learned so much. You are so, so, so welcome. The honor was mine. I learned so much. This was soul sister situation here, and I'm just really happy to know you now. (laughs) Me too, me too, me too. And remember, this episode was brought to you by the Women's Day event. Girlfriend, Go over to thewomensdayevent.com right now and register. You do not want to miss this epic event all day long. I have curated for you the best speakers, dance classes, meditation, yoga. Invite all your friends. It's going to be amazing. Even if you can't make it all day, you come to one session, it's going to be totally worth it. All inspiring, all motivation, all for you to choose to rise up and be the empowered goddess on purpose that you were born to be. So do not wait. Go to thewomensdayevent.com, register for free right now. Ah! For all of you out there, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to this episode of the Purpose Girl Podcast. We hope you loved it. If you did, head on over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen, leave your five-star review. That's how women all over the world are finding the Purpose Girl Podcast and are changing their lives. Share this episode with every woman you know, your mom, your sister, your friends. That's how we change the world one woman at a time. For support, for guidance, for cheerleading, for coaching, head on over to the Free Purpose Girls Facebook group. You know you want to be in there. What are you waiting for? More than 2,500 women strong. And of course, follow me and Jessica in all the places, Instagram, Facebook. It's all in the show notes. With that, my love, most important, may you live purposefully. May you love yourself and may you love life. Bye for now.